0: If you've ever said something to a student that you later realized was wrong and you didn't apologize, well, then I know what kind of teacher you are. Substitute. It is Greg Collins. It is June 12th, 2022. This is the summer series of Substitute Teachers Lounge podcast. You know, apologies, let's face it, it's tough for us to do that. A lot of us are stubborn. I'm stubborn about some things. I don't like to apologize about some things. Here's what I have found out apologizing takes a lot of pressure off of yourself. And if you ever apologize to students, I'm going to share with you at the end of the podcast what kind of results I see. I'm not talking about artificial apologies or overly saying I'm sorry about everything. I'm talking about legitimate reasons. So what I'm going to do is share three or four stories with you first and then encourage you over the summer months to come up with legitimate reasons or come up with ways that you can apologize better and how that will actually help you in the long run. Now, my first one and probably my one of my favorite stories I repeat it all the time. One of the reasons I had to apologize and this wasn't You know, this one you really had to apologize for. There's no stubborn part about it. Just because you say something to a student, then you realize you were wrong. Maybe you accuse them of something. That's not what this was. In fact, I apologize to this girl every time I see her, almost to the point. she's letting me know, Mr. Collins, please don't apologize to anymore. I understood all that. I understood it at the time. I am such a goofball that sometimes it gets me in trouble. Back when last year, when we had to eat our lunches in our classrooms, we would go over and get them, bring it back to the classroom. There is a, they always kept one of the big, oversized industrial trash cans in the hallway. So I went out to get that trash can so that my kids would have it in the front of the classroom when they got finished eating. They were going to walk over to the trash can, so I just, like a big goofball, shoved it towards that student. Well, you know how trash cans react. Those goofy wheels, it made a left-hand turn. It knocked a full salad off of a desk with ranch dressing on top into the lap of one of my students, and bless her heart... She didn't want to cry, but she realized how she was going to have to walk around that day with all that salad dressing on her. How was she even going to clean it off of her? I felt so bad. I apologized profusely. I went down the hallway, bought her another salad. It was kind of a joke from then on that everybody called her my favorite student, because I would bring her candy every day. She's such a nice kid that a lot of times she would give that candy away, but it kind of be a standing joke. If we were outside playing and they wanted to do something and I didn't really want them to do it right now, they would go, oh, go find, uh," I won't tell you her name, go find uh, Sally and let her talk to Mr. Collins. Then he'll let us do it. So it was really kind of funny. Obviously, that is a situation that I think most of you listening would have apologized for. Second one, here's what happened. I was teaching science long term. I had a teacher, (laughs) bless her heart, I just flat told everybody after a while, there's a podcast about this, I told everybody after a while that I don't know enough about teaching science that I think I'm doing a good job for them. So one of the really nice teachers, she helped me out every day. And this particular day, she set up microscopes in my classroom. And I had told them over and over, do not touch delicate equipment. In fact, what you're seeing on that slide is it was like proteins and cells of different plants and animals and that kind of thing. And if you just move them slightly, then all of a sudden the microscope's not lined up perfectly. Well, I had warned them and warned them and warned them. And all of a sudden, somebody bumped one. And I kind of got on his case a little bit, and then I realized what I thought I saw, I didn't see. And I apologized to him. And I'll encourage you to do this. The best apologies are not the ones that you give one-on-one. You do give it one-on-one, but in that case, I apologize to him from my desk in full earshot of every other student in that room because I wanted them to hear that I'm sorry. I said the wrong thing. I overreacted. It helped me learn. It helped me make sure I've got all the facts straight before I start jumping on somebody's case. And, you know, I had him in class a couple of times here more more recently, and we laugh about it all the time now. And he tells me, he said, that meant a lot to me that you felt like, you felt comfortable that you could apologize to me because you knew you were wrong. And I always consider you one of my favorite subs because you were willing to do that, so... That was another time. One of my very earliest times substitute teaching, I overreacted, probably rightfully so, but I saw two kids kind of punching each other in the shoulder, and I jumped on them. I didn't yet, I hadn't substitute taught long enough to really get my substitute teacher legs, you know, if you talk about sea legs, my substitute teacher legs. Didn't quite have them formulated. I didn't have my enough experience to know how I should react. So I overreacted. I acted like I was going to write them up. And then I realized from their expressions that they were best friends. And it was just kind of horseplay. It's another situation that I apologized to them so that everybody in class could hear me, but then I made a learning situation out of it, too. I said, listen, guys, teachers don't know a lot of times how good a friend you are, and even if you're punching each other in the shoulder for fun, we have to make sure that this is not a fight that's getting ready to escalate, so try to refrain as best as possible, I'm still going to apologize to you guys because I overreacted in that situation, and I'm sorry. So that was a learning lesson. I, I apologize to them because I overreacted on the discipline side, and they never did that in class anymore. Everybody in that class knew what the standard should be. And then one last story I'll share with you was actually a time when I didn't apologize and a time when I would never apologize. And let me tell you the results from it. It was a situation where two kids in the class had done something immature type stuff. And I finally got fed up with it. And I said, no more of that, or you will pay a penalty. Well, a third student who had nothing to do with the earlier incidences, he thought it would be cute right after I said that to do it one more time. And I kind of jumped his case a little bit. I said, listen, those first two guys that did that are not in trouble, but now you are. Because once I told them not to do it anymore, they stopped. You purposely did it right after that because you thought it was going to be cute. I didn't apologize to him for like that, and I found out later that he told one of his best friends Mr. Collins kind of got on me in class and his friend came and talked to me about it, not because he didn't think I should have done it, but because he said, yeah, he's immature sometimes. I can understand why you did that. So even that a lesson was learned from that situation and they didn't do that anymore. They kind of grew up a little bit. So this summer, summer of 2022, as you move on, work on, You know, we're all stubborn for different reasons. Work on being able to comfortably apologize to students when you realize you've accused them of something that really wasn't their fault. And be willing to apologize to them. If you can't apologize in public right away, we'll do it in private, but I would encourage you to apologize in front of the class you'll gain a lot more respect by doing that than if you just do it quietly without anyone else to see.